0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 9th, 2017. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Coming to you on a Thursday here to talk all about Alfred Payton's triumphant return to the Orlando Magic lineup as well as a 112-99 win over the New York Knicks. We're going to run through that game real fast. It's uh, going to be a little bit of a quicker show. Just going to talk about those two topics today. Uh, and then I'll be back tomorrow with what should be a little bit of a longer episode. I'm hoping to have a guest on the show as we get ready for the Magic's first big West Coast trip. And uh, talk about the Magic's early season start here as they are now 7-4, and four, continuing to sit... Uh, in that upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. And the longer that goes, the weirder it's going to feel, but the more comfortable it's going to feel, too. We'll see how long the Magic lasts as big, 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 big stretch coming up for the Magic. They'll play eight of their next 10 games on the road, including a four game West Coast trip that begins Friday in Phoenix. But before we get into too much, I want to remind everyone that you can check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just by searching iTunes for "Locked On" and your favorite team name here, if you're looking to learn a little bit more about the teams the Magic will face uh, over the West Coast trip—the Suns, the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Blazers—you can check out a Locked On podcast covering each one of those teams. Locked On Suns is a fantastic podcast. I've given it a few listens in the past. They—they uh, they get Eddie Johnson. I mean, I—I I, I remember watching Eddie Johnson play. He is one of the hosts of, or a frequent guest at least, for Locked On Suns, so a fantastic podcast. Be sure to download that. Put that in your rotation for the next couple days as the Magic get ready to take on the Phoenix Suns. And of course, a lot going on with the Suns. Figure out how they're reacting to the Eric Bledsoe trade uh, that happened in the NBA just earlier this week. So a lot going on over there. Be sure to check them out. Again, just like Locked On Magic where you get a daily podcast covering the team in extreme detail and getting into that nitty-gritty that you love. There's a Lockdown podcast for every team in the NBA, as well as many teams in the NFL, including locked on Jaguars. I saw, uh, I, I you know, randomly first take was on uh, in, in the break room where I work uh, on my day job. And the Jaguars are 10th in the ESPN.com power rankings? What? What? I'm going to have to listen to Lockdown Jaguars and figure out exactly what's going on with the Jaguars and whether this will last. So be sure to check that out as well. Let's dive right into it then. The Orlando Magic taking on the New York Knicks over at the Amway Center on Wednesday and it was a doozy of a game. A really just solid game for the Orlando Magic. Wasn't spectacular, wasn't, you know, wasn't good, there was plenty good, but it wasn't like it wasn't overwhelmingly a a great game from the Magic. They played well. They certainly did enough to win. They it, there were definitely some drawbacks and some negatives to draw from, but the Magic got their work done. They they were expected to win this game, especially after Kristaps Porzingis was ruled out with an elbow injury as well as a sprained ankle. Um, once Porzingis was ruled out, it was certainly tipped in the Magic's favor, uh, and Orlando just kind of took care of business. Um, you know, I, I I often and maybe I'll put this together in a post someday or, or, or verbalize it a little bit better. I often say there are a few signs that I know that a team is a good team. One is they win games they're not supposed to win. They find ways to win games when it looks like they're going to lose. The other one is their wins just are kind of boring. There's not a lot to them. And while there was something extra to to this win that happened on Wednesday, the Magic just kind of did their work. They didn't play a particularly great game overall. They shot 53.8%, 13 for 28 from beyond the arc. 13 for 22 from the foul line, so they left a lot of points there. 13 turnovers, turning into 21 Knicks points. Gave up 12 offensive rebounds for 16 second-chance points. Magic were okay. They they kind, kind of puttered along. And gave up 52.5% shooting for, for the Knicks. But they did enough to win. Once Orlando seized control of the game, especially in the second half... New York never really threatened them. They they played a very comfortable margin throughout the game. They never blew them out, but they never really lost grip on their lead and eventually they grew their lead out to 16 points in the fourth quarter and held on for a 112 to 99 win. A lot of big shots in this game from Evan Fournier. He leads the he or didn't lead the way, but he scored 23 points. Five steals, five assists, nine for sixteen shooting, including three for six from beyond the arc. He was spectacular all night. Hit a lot of big shots in the fourth quarter. When the Knicks looked like they were gonna get it under 10 points, really kind of make their push. Fournier closed the door on several occasions, including a couple plays at the rim. A really strong game from Evan Fournier. He really benefited from Alfred Payton's return, who Alfred Payton was back for the first time in eight games. Uh, for the Orlando Magic, really made a huge difference, and I'll talk a little bit more about Alfred Payton in just a moment. Uh, but Orlando was just a really cohesive, strong unit throughout the game. That the ball movement was back. They had 15 assist. They had 31 assists on 43 makes, including 11 from Alfred Payton, five from Evan Fournier. Defensively, they swarmed the ball really well. They they forced a lot of turnovers. 23 turnovers for 29 second chance point or 29 points off turnovers as well as 21 fast break points on 8 of 9 shooting, Orlando really got was able to push the pace uh, and get out in transition. Now, the pace number, I looked it up, was kind of low, only 96 or 97 possessions in the game, but the, the, the urgency was heightened, the Magic were playing much faster, they were getting into their sets really quickly, and they were controlling the tempo of the game. Maybe not the pace, but certainly the tempo of the game. And that was huge because the Knicks were able to get into a little bit of rhythm. They took the lead early on, thanks to some hot shooting that never really went away. The Knicks shot 52 and percent from the floor, uh, including five for 12 from beyond the arc. They got a lot of second chance opportunities with 12 offensive rebounds. And Orlando really struggled to kind of hold them down for too long. Uh, it, it always felt like the Knicks were ready to make a big run. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 26 points and 11 for 21 shooting. Um, Edis Cantor had 10 points, played really, really well, and just didn't play in the second half for some reason. Courtney Lee, a solid 12 points. Doug McDermott, 13 points. He looks like a real NBA player, finally. The the reality, though, is this Knicks team was certainly short on firepower without Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, Definitely changed the game plan, changed the whole complexion of the game. This is a plucky, fiery Knicks team. They play hard. They really get after you. They can hit shots, um, but... They need Kristaps Porzingis and his kind of otherworldly play to take that next step. They really struggled with turnovers. Orlando just kind of just swarmed them, made their life difficult. And once Orlando cracked the code, that was it. Their their, their defense got into a really good rhythm, and obviously they held the Knicks under 100 points at 112 to 99. So it was a really strong game for Orlando. Again, just kind of a workmanlike game. Not a lot to say. Uh, not really a ton to say about the game, other than. The Magic just put their work in and did it. Uh, I really don't know how else to describe it other than that. They just kind of did what they needed to do to win, and they won the game. So it's obviously a uh, a solid win for the Magic, and obviously one that they will take every day of the week because, you know, wins are kind of hard to come by. Let's run through the final stats real fast before we dive into some Alfred Payton talk here. Evan Fournier again, twenty-three points, nine for sixteen shooting, three for six from beyond the arc, five assists, career-high five steals for Evan Fournier. Really strong game from him. Did a good job swarming again, getting into the passing lanes, really making himself present, making himself big uh, against the post players. The Magic did a good job helping. You know, honestly, they had a lot of steals. They had uh, fifteen or sixteen steals on on the game. Twenty again, forced twenty-three turnovers. Uh, but at the same time. You know, I got to say, I I think that the Magic went for steals too much. They were sometimes a little too jumpy trying to make blocks, trying to make plays, and that got them out of position. They kind of gave up the edge a little bit. That's a football term, but I I like it in basketball as well. They kind of allowed players to turn the corner into the paint. Um, The help was a little bit late getting there, and so that was able to generate a lot of offense for the Knicks. They closed it down a lot in the third and fourth quarter, Quarter and fourth quarter especially, uh, but Orlando certainly um, had a lot to clean up after this game it was hardly a perfect game. Nikola Vucevic also nine for sixteen from the floor, three for six from beyond the arc. He had twenty four points and five rebounds, as well as four steals for Vucevic. Again, just get, magic. Were just all over the place with their with their defense. Aaron Gordon twenty one points, eight for eleven shooting, four for six from beyond the arc for a G. Alfred Payton 11 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, 5 for 9 shooting for Payton and his return we'll talk about him in just a moment. And Jonathan Simmons with a really strong fourth quarter especially scored 16 points off the bench, 6 for 10 shooting, 3 for 6 from the foul line. Overall again, Orlando hardly perfect. They I think they had a lot of defensive mistakes. They made a lot of really good defensive plays. But a, a lot of defensive mistakes too. Their offense looked a lot better. It looked enlivened, it looked it looked back and Uh, Clearly, there was one reason for that difference, one reason why the Magic's offense looked so much better this time around.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Finally, man. EP is huge for us, man. Like you said, I don't think it's not a coincidence if, you know, on the first play we had the Bob. Obviously, the connection between EP and Aaron is is really big for us.
1: and the biggest thing with E.P., you know, he's the pace, man. Um, he's, uh, he's incredible. Uh, getting you know, paint, making decisions, pushing the pace. And, you know, when your point guard is running, as a wing player, you have to run. And so, you know, it, it's just better for us uh, offensively. There is no getting around it at this point. The Magic lost their last two games in part, if not for a large reason. Because they did not have a point guard to run the offense. Shelvin Mack is a fine backup point guard. I think he's played okay. He's had some bad moments recently. But he is not a starting point guard capable of playing the offense the Magic want to run and keeping them in the rhythm they need to be in to run the, run this offense and get open shots. He just doesn't have the speed or pace that the Magic need. And DJ Augustin has a shooting the Magic need and does a great job keeping the pace up. But Alfred Payton is tailored to this offense. I've said that many times this week. And he proved that in Wednesday's game. Again, a final stat line, 11 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, 5 for 9 shooting from the floor. Payton got the ball up the floor. Uh, It's one of the subtle things that you notice about Alfred Payton. He starts much higher up the floor than everyone else. He doesn't catch the ball right next to you. He's already out beyond the three-point line for the outlet pass. When you do those drills in practice, you want to get that outlet pass as far up as you can so you can start your break quicker and closer to the basket. Alfred Payton just does all these things naturally in a way that the Magic's other point guards don't. And that's why he is so critical to this team's success. And again, whether he had rust or not, he proved that in Wednesday's game. First off, having a point guard, a natural point guard, obviously goes a long way. The team really could trust that, they're, that they had a guy who was going to get them into their sets and manage the game a lot better than someone who, who doesn't have who doesn't know how to do it naturally. Peyton knows how to do all these things naturally. It's part of his DNA. It's part of how he was raised in the game. It's part of how he's played his entire NBA career. And picking up that pace picks up the intensity for this team. A lot of teams, and and this is going to be something interesting to watch the rest of the year. A lot of teams, I think their defense can be dictated by their offense. For this Magic team... I think their offense and then to to that extent their defense is dictated by their pace. And by pace, I don't mean pace like you see on NBA.com where it's possessions per game or possessions per 48 minutes. By pace, I mean the speed at which they initiate and run their offense. The Magic don't mind taking shots early in the shot clock if they're good shots. They're trying to get out in transition. So yes, they're trying to get the number of possessions, the raw possession number up. But really what they're trying to do is, is I, I, I attribute it to Quinn Snyder because that's the first place I heard this idea, but I'm sure it comes from someone else. They're trying to do what Quinn Snyder says, and the Jazz you know, have the slowest pace in the league. They want to play within their half-court system and sets quickly. They want to put pressure on the defense by constantly moving, constantly playing at a hard level. And in the last two games, you could really see the Magic slowing down there. It wasn't just that they had fewer possessions per game. It was they were playing slower. They weren't getting into those sets quicker. They weren't initiating actions quicker. They weren't whipping the ball around and moving it. They were slow. That was not the case with Alfred Payton. Payton can make passes. Others on this team cannot. And that goes a long way to this team's ultimate success. 2 undoubtedly Alfred Payton is a key to the Magic's success this season I, I I love how well DJ Augustin played but Alfred Payton is a better point guard he, the, he makes passes that Augustin can't make he had one pass a day a, like kind of duck that floated over the defense cross court and he made it on a dime and sure Alfred probably does have some rust to knock off he had two turnovers which isn't terrible but Peyton looked really, really strong all game long on the offensive end, and took the Magic's offense to another level—a level that the Magic desperately needed to be at.
0: Just, just having have Alfred Peyton, you know, back—it just helps. You know, I mean, he just—he uh, runs the show for us out there. You know, he's our quarterback, and uh, you know, he's doing a great job. You know, growing in that regard. Um, you know, but obviously the, the Knicks are undermanned with Porzingis being out and coming in on the second night of a back-to-back. So we had a little bit of a weakened opponent, and we took advantage.
1: Indeed, the Knicks were a weakened opponent. They're starting Jarrett Jack. They're honestly, their best point guard, Frank Tillakina comes off the bench, and, and Tilakina, if um, you haven't seen him play, just like Jonathan Isaac, his defense is well ahead of his offense. He was a dog defensively, did a really good job shutting down Shelvin Mack, making his life really miserable in the second quarter. Um, and, and Payton, though, did a good job on him, too. So the Magic took took advantage of a opponent for sure. Porzingis changes everything for the New York Knicks. But Alfred Payton obviously has a huge effect on the Magic. If the Magic didn't have Alfred Payton in this game, give the Knicks every fair chance of winning, especially with the effort and energy that they play at. Alfred Payton, I really don't have another way to say it. Alfred Payton reinvigorated the Magic offense. He brought it back to life when it seemed like it had been dead or it was dead um, so long, you know, just a few days ago. And the Orlando Magic needed that badly. They needed this injection. This, this this pace, this energy that they get from having a real point guard, but specifically having Alfred Payton in there. And I think that Payton will get better as he gets back into the rhythm of games and back into his rhythm on the court. We've seen in the last half season, last 25 games of last season, and in the few games we've seen this season, he's only played two full games uh, for the Magic this year, three, three of 11 games so far this season. We've seen just the impact that Alfred Payton can have. When he's able to get into the paint, when he's able to drive around players, not even looking to score, he has a gravity about him. You can watch this happen. When Payton gets into the paint, the defenses defense collapses around him, and that's when he passes it back out to the three-point line. That's when the Magic offense really gets moving. And he's the best on this team at breaking guys down off the dribble. And that was proven once again Wednesday night. And it was really good to have Alfred Payton back. And he looked no worse for the wear. He looks ready to go. And if that's the case, if that's the case, certainly the Magic might be in this thing for a little bit longer of a haul.
0: Part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Going a little bit shorter today uh, just because of the game. Want to get get that out of the way. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about the West Coast trip on tomorrow's episode. Hoping to have a guest on as well to talk a little bit more about the magic and some bigger picture things. So that should be a fun episode of that um, you can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked Magic. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore OMD. The Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is going to officially open tomorrow. But if you listen to Locked On Magic, I'm telling you that it will open now. Send me your questions on Twitter at Omagic Daily as well. As by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. You can also send questions at lockedonmagic. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. A lot going on, as always. Thanks, everyone, for checking out today's show. Once again, the Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks 112 99. They end their homestand 1 and 2. They're heading out west now for the next week or so. Then the next week, uh, and then they'll be back home for two games, and they actually head out for another four-game road trip. So eight of the next ten on the road. A big stretch for the Orlando Magic. A stretch that Frank Vogel actually said probably the most difficult stretch of the season. So we're going to learn a lot about the Magic uh, but by the end of the month. By the beginning of December, we're going to know a lot about this Magic team. So get excited about that. But we'll deal with those issues tomorrow. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic.
0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members.